Thank you for coming, partners. Na revive ang partnership natin for 2020. So, uh, our first topic uh, is true fellowship. True fellowship. Okay. So we'll start with First John one, one to three. Now start to read. I hope you also read with me, okay, as I read it. Okay, verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, our hands have handled concerning the word of life. So we all know this is Apostle John, and of course he's referring to Jesus Christ. So he is the one. From the beginning, he is the one that they have heard. No? Uh, they have listened to every word that he said. He is the one that they have seen and looked upon. Even their hands touched him. So they call him the word of life in verse 1. Now look at verse 2. Verse 2, it says, And the life was manifested. So he's saying Jesus Christ appeared to them. Okay? Appeared to them and then and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. So now they're bearing witness of Jesus Christ whom they have seen and heard. And here they call him eternal life which was with the father now verse 3 is is where we're going to see our topic for tonight that which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship it's with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Okay, welcome, Lizzy. Okay, so verse 3, no? So they're telling the people about Jesus Christ, verse 3. It's in First John chapters, chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Okay, so the Apostle John and all the apostles were telling people about Jesus Christ, their encounter with Him. They're, they were first-hand witnesses of Jesus. And I want to ask you, for what purpose was they, uh, were they telling the people about Jesus? Verse 3, what is the main purpose why they're telling about him? You can unmute yourself. What's the main purpose? Fellowship. Okay. So can have fellowship. All right. That they may have fellowship with the apostles okay did you see that and what's their fellowship can you tell me can you tell me what is their fellowship with the father and with the son and jesus christ all right okay so i want you to get that so they're testifying all about Jesus Christ, what they have seen, what they have heard from him, 
Okay, so the people will have fellowship with God himself. I want you to get that. So they will have fellowship with God himself. Okay, now these words, this, um, these words of the apostles are now written down for the church today so that we can also have fellowship with the Father and with the Son. Okay, I want you to get that because now you will see it's very clear from the scriptures that the word fellowship is not meeting together after church and having sandwiches and coffee. Okay, that's not fellowship. Fellowship is not just a meeting with other believers. That's not the way it was used in the Bible. No, the way we're using the word today is a watered-down understanding of the word fellowship. Okay? Now, the original literal meaning of the Greek word, which is translated fellowship, koinonia, is a technical term for a business partner or associate. Okay, did you get that? It's a koinonia is a technical term for a business partner or associate. So it's not a religious term. Okay, it was never used as a religious term. It's a business term. It's a commercial term. So what the apostles now is talking about when they mention fellowship they're talking about kingdom business. Okay? Kingdom business. It's all about becoming God's partner. Okay? Now, the Amplified Version expounds it that way. And I will read it from the Amplified. Okay? Verse 3. What we have seen and, our and ourselves heard, we are also telling you so that you too may realize and enjoy fellowship as part partners and partakers with us. And this fellowship that we have, which is a distinguishing mark of Christians, is with the Father and with his son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Okay? So, first of all, no? First of all, from the Amplified, it says fellowship is a distinguishing mark of a Christian. It's what Christians can have and enter into with God. Okay? This is an honor and a privilege given only to the children of God. Okay? Now, being that so, we need now to highly treat fellowship as very precious. Okay? And highly valuable in our lives. Because it's a privilege given to us. Okay? To become God's partner 
on the earth right now. Now, so the way fellowship is used in the Bible means working together with God as a partner and partaker in kingdom business. I'll say it again. Fellowship means working together with God as a partner and partaker in kingdom business. So each one of you is God's partner in his business on the earth. You're God's partner. And you are to partake of its profits or rewards that the business gets. Now, you are in business with God and all his assets now belong to you. What does that mean? Everything that you'll ever need in this business is made available to you. All the kingdom assets. And when you enter into partnership with God, you profit from that partnership. Amen? Okay? Now, <laughs> now verse 4. Okay? Verse 4. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Who wants to have fullness of joy? Okay? This is it, no? This is it. So, all the apostles are no testimony of Jesus Christ was written for us so that we may enter into this fellowship that the apostles themselves had experience with God. The same experience. Do you want that? The same experience they had with Jesus and with the Father is now made available to you right now in the 21st century when it's needed the most. Amen? No? So, if you enter, sabi dito, if you enter into that fellowship, you will have fullness of joy. Okay? Amen. There is nothing more exciting, nothing more exhilarating right now on the earth than to partner with God in what he wants to do right now. Amen? It's the most exciting thing. And if you experience that on a daily basis, wow! No? Mawawala lahat ng depression mo. Mawawala lahat ng sadness mo. Can you imagine, no? Partnering with God in his business with eternal profits all kingdom assets, okay, from heaven is now available for you to use so that you can make an impact on this world right now, okay? The reason why, amen, I believe the reason why some are depressed and sad is because there's too much focus on the self. If you there's too much focus on the self and there's too much focus on what's happening outside and you're you're not doing something 
that you know has eternal value in your life, amen, that will create profit, amen, for you personally, no? eh, you'll be devoid of that joy that the Bible is saying is now available for every Christian. So it's, so it's possible to have real fullness, okay, not partial, fullness of joy okay now read verse 5 read verse 5 reserve your questions at the end all right so, now because we're recording this verse 5 this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that god is light and him and in him is no darkness at all okay We'll connect this. So they are writing for us so that we can work together with God as a partner and partaker. And now they're saying to us, to all of us, there's a message that God gave them. And now they are going to give it to us, that message. And when you get this message, you're going to become a full partner in God's kingdom business. Okay? So this message that we're about to see, okay, should be part of your foundation as a Christian. Okay, verse 5. It should be part of it. It, it should uh, be your conviction in life. Okay? It's where... Uh, you make decisions in life because you know this to be true, all right? And if the Bible, okay, has sound effects, you will now, by now, be hearing trumpets, blasting, there's going to be a drum roll, okay? And then uh, the trumpets will say, dun, da, 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 okay? And this is the message. What's the message? God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. That's the message. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Not even a tiny bit of darkness. Okay, not a tiny bit of sickness, ailment, infection, COVID-19, cancer, to teach someone a lesson. Okay, not, not an accident coming to a Christian to humble him, or not even something... Uh, unusual that happens because God has a purpose for that person. Okay? Because it's saying here, you cannot fellowship or work with God to get a divine healing, for example, when you're thinking at the back of your head, uh, it is not God's will to heal everyone. Okay? You cannot work with God with divine healing 
when you're thinking this sickness happened to this person for a purpose. Uh-uh, you cannot work with God that way. With that kind of thinking. That's dark thinking. Amen? In Him is no darkness at all. Every sickness, every curse is darkness. Okay? I hope that's clear. Now, look at verse 7. That has to be clear, especially during this pandemic. Okay? Because don't you have, no, this is personal, okay? Don't you have a, uh, a holy dissatisfaction in knowing that God is a healer and in the Great Commission, he has already commissioned the church to heal the sick? And yet this pandemic is raging hard. Okay. This pandemic is still here. When we know the truth that God has already provided healing for the world. When the real answer is not in a vaccine. The real answer is in the church. Amen. Don't you have a holy dissatisfaction in what's happening? Amen. Where, there, where you have so many, okay, so many solutions in the world that's trying to deceive the world right now when the church knows that Jesus himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses according to Matthew 8:17 so no christian today can ever work with god with healing if at the back of their heads amen that that healing is not the perfect will of god right now amen amen so So look at verses 6 and 7. Verses 6 and 7. If we say that we have fellowship or partnership with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ's son cleanses us from all sin. Fantastic promise here, okay? Now, it's saying here to work with God. Therefore, we just need to walk in the light. Okay? To, to work with God, we must walk in the light and not in darkness. So, this verses, this passage is not talking about relationship, okay? Let's just make a distinction. Because you can have relationship with God and walk in a little darkness. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? 
you can have a relationship with God and walk in a little darkness. And God will still love you unconditionally because He is love. But with a little darkness, even if it's small, you will not be able to work together with God. So relationship and fellowship are very different. Okay? I just want you to get that. Relationship and fellowship are very different. We will always have relationship, praise the Lord. Amen? God will always love on us. Amen? Okay? But we're now talking about working together with God. Okay? Now, I'll show you another example of a little darkness. Okay? But I guess this is one, this one is a big darkness. Okay, James? <laughs> Uh, this one, James 1, 22. This is a biggie, okay? And I believe this is the one that's preventing a lot of people, of Christians, to work together with God, okay? Now, look at verse 22, James 1. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves so james is not talking about the christian who doesn't read the bible okay or who doesn't uh attend their uh their meetings or doesn't spend time with god he's talking to christians okay who knows the word who hears the word okay but the problem with these christians they are only hearers and not doers. Okay? They're doers. Now, what does it say when you're not a doer of the word? What happens to you? Can someone answer? What happens to you when you're not a doer of the word? You're deceiving yourself. Yeah. Okay. This is not talking about Satan deceiving you. It's not even talking about uh, other people deceiving you. This is worse. You are deceiving yourself. And for me, that's a, a lot of darkness. Don't you think so? To deceive yourself. No? And self-deception. Now, that's why it's a lot better, okay, far better to respond to a scripture that you know with, oh, I do that, instead of saying, I know that. Okay, did you get me? When you hear a passage, okay, when you hear a passage and you've already memorized it, it's better to say, oh, I'm doing that, instead of saying, oh, I know that. Because there's a big, big difference between knowing something and actually doing it. All right? So it's the doing that will set you free from deception. 
So if you know something to be true in the word of God and you do not do it, that's darkness. Amen? That's darkness. You won't be able to work with God. Yes, He can still comfort you. I'll say it again. He can still comfort you. He can still uh, uh, love on you. But you will not be in partnership with God today. Not that you're not capable of working with God. The truth is you are hindered from partnering with Him. Okay, so it's always best, always best, my partners, okay, to be a doer every day. Set yourself up to obey God every day. One word is enough. Usually, naman, he gives one word. Amen. No? And if you're in a practicing of, of obeying, he gives two or three, okay? But what's important is that you hear him every day and you obey every day or else you step into darkness. If you say, if you say I cannot do that, Lord, you have already stepped into darkness. Why? The devil is lying to you. Because God is saying in His Word, you are, you can do all things. You can do all things. What does all mean? All. So when God, actually, when you hear God speaking to you in His Word, that's already that's or uh, that's already the time that He is authorizing you to do it. That's already the time that you can do it. Why? The, once you hear that word, there's so much power in the word that the moment you embrace the word, the moment you say, I believe that, then you are empowered, then you are authorized to obey. Amen. So it's easy. In order to work with God, amen. Hi, Beth. In order to work with God, we need now, hallelujah, we need now, to avoid being in darkness. That's easy. Hear God every day. Obey God every day. Isn't that easy? Amen. Now, if somewhere at the back of your head, you're hearing, that's not easy, that's not easy, that's not easy. You're still in darkness, okay? You've got to renew your mind to the truth that you can do all things. You've got to renew it now. Ngayon pa lang. Ngayon pa lang. Amen? Ngayon pa lang. Do not argue. Amen? Do not argue in your... Did you know that your mind was not supposed to argue with God? It's not supposed to argue with God. Your mind is supposed to agree with God. It's, it's a container of the truth of God's word. Every time you hear truth, you say, that's mine. I can do that. I believe in that. Amen? And when you do that, it prevents you from walking in darkness. And when you don't walk in darkness, you will walk in the light. And when you walk in the light, you are now able to partner with God today. 
Amen. The key in walking in the light, the key in true fellowship with God is, uh, the key in true fellowship with God, which means true partnership with God, is walking in the light. Amen. Walk in the light of what you know. Walk in the light of what you know. Amen. If God is reminding you, if God is reminding you tonight, Uy, anak, ito, 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 isa pa to. You've got to do this now. Do it immediately. Amen. Because you cannot move forward. You cannot go into the light when, when there is darkness. Amen. Wag nyo ipabukas ang kaya nyong gawin today. Amen. Wag nyo ipaumaga ang kaya, ang kaya nyong gawin ngayong gabi. End the day having the satisfaction of knowing you have obeyed God. Amen. Amen. There's uh, The result of that is you're going to walk in the light. Hallelujah. Amen. That's for all of us. Okay. That's why that's why if you if you continue, no, if you continue the passage in 1 John 1, because we're reading from verse 1. For those for those of you who came just now, we're reading uh, 1 John 1, chapter 1 from verse 1 to 7. We're reading that right now. And we're saying, no, there are a lot other uh, two of you who came on late, but I will just summarize it. It's talking about working with God because that is what true fellowship means. True fellowship in the Greek means partnership in God's kingdom business. And in order for us to work together with God today, we need to walk in the light. Amen. And walking in the light means, amen, that you don't walk in darkness because the foundational message of Christianity is God is light and in him is no darkness at all. There should be no darkness in our thinking. Amen. There should be no darkness in our emotions. There should no, there be no darkness in our will so that when we hear God, when we know a truth from the word of God, we easily obey it. Amen. We easily obey it. And the wonderful thing about 1 John 1, it's somehow, you know, in verse 9, it's just saying, but if you sin, um, look at God. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if you see any darkness in you, just confess it and Wow. At that moment, when you confess it, you are cleansed from its power. At that moment, hallelujah, you are forgiven right away and you're back in the light. Isn't that fantastic? So, Ibig Sabin, every day we can walk in the light. You can walk in the light every day of your life. Amen? Amen? Okay? So, uh, okay. Now, let me ask you. Let me ask you of this. Is this pandemic, okay, is this pandemic a hindrance for us to partner with God in his work today? Now, of course, no, I know you guys, okay, 
Of course, you'll say, the obvious answer is, of course not. Okay? Of course, that's the obvious answer. But I know a lot of Christians feel the opposite. Okay? They feel the opposite. Because of this pandemic, they feel limited by the restrictions placed on them due to this COVID-19. Some feel they are losing a lot financially, okay, because of the lockdown. Some are feeling sad and depressed. Now, I want to give you a timely word, okay, for those of you or if you know any friend who feels this way, feeling limited, okay, feeling depressed or sad, look at Psalm 4, Psalm 4, okay, Psalm 4. Psalm 4, verse 1. I'll read it first in the New King James. It says here, Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have relieved me in my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. That's the short version of verse 1. I'll give you a more descriptive No from the Passion Translation of this verse. Okay, I'll read it again. This is nice. It says here, God, you are my righteousness, my champion defender. Ah, fantastic. David, who wrote this, said, God is his champion defender. Answer me when I cry for help. Why does he describe God as a champion defender? Because God always do the right thing for us. God will always defend his children. Always. Amen? Okay? No. It's, it's the enemy who condemns. It's the enemy who puts down people. It's God who lifts them up. It's God who defends his children. He's a champion defender. I like this, I like this uh, uh, description of God. And then David remembers something. This is what he remembered. Whenever I was in distress, you enlarged me. Fantastic verse, no? Whenever I was in distress, you enlarged me. So this is his experience with God. In the literal Hebrew, it means you made room for me. Hallelujah. You made room for me. And then he's, he now finds himself in a similar situation. He goes on to say, I am being squeezed again. I need your kindness right away. Grant me your grace. Hear my prayer and set me free. Okay? So, he finds himself. He's saying to God, Lord, 
You are kind. You are good. You're gracious. You're full of mercy. Remember, God is light. In Him is no darkness at all. So he's saying there is grace available all the time. There is kindness waiting for him. There is always freedom at the end. That's what he's saying. So how do you apply it today? How do you apply it today? In this distressing and troubling time, if you feel distressed, closed in, limited by circumstances, I have good news for you according to the word of God. God has made room for you to be free. God has made room for you to be free. God has made room for you to increase. Hallelujah. Amen. He has made room for every promise and every dream he has placed on your heart. Amen. God has not forgotten what he said to you. Therefore, we should not forget his word to us. We should not be sidetracked by this pandemic. Because if you do not remember what God has told you before this pandemic, if you do not remember it, how will you exercise your faith? Amen? If you do not remember his word, how will you obey it? You will be in darkness. Amen? I hope that's an amen, even if I don't hear you, okay? So, amen, see? So, that's a beautiful description of God. He is our champion defender. Okay, Jesus is the one who hears our cry and he sets us free. Amen. We need to be reminded of that every day of our lives. Okay, he is the one who gives us grace when we're squeezed in, by, by, when we're limited by circumstances. There is grace available. Amen. He gives kindness to those who are weary and to those who are tired, to those who are hopeless. Why? God is light. In him is no darkness at all. Amen. So it's time to focus on the light. Focus on the light. And it's time to renew our minds to the word of God. And there's one more thing, no? God reminded me of this when I was preparing it this morning for you. He reminded me that he doesn't play he doesn't play catch up with Satan. Okay? What do I mean by that? When you hear Romans 8:28, for example, everybody knows this verse, Romans 8:28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. We all know that. We quote it. We memorize it. But sadly, at the back of our heads, we think this. This is our interpretation of the verse. When something bad happens, he comes to our rescue. He uses those situations for our good. Now, don't get me wrong. 
Okay? Yes, he can turn things around. But this is my point. That's a wrong mentality. God is not on a defense. He is never on a defense. He doesn't follow Satan's footsteps. Do you understand? He doesn't. Satan, it's not, it's not the way this, no, it's not this way. Satan attacks, then God comes to the rescue. It's like God is always catching up on what Satan is doing. No, that doesn't make spiritual sense. God is God. He always takes the lead. Amen? Do you agree with me? He takes the lead always, no? And he doesn't follow Satan. Satan is the one following behind him. You've got to renew your mind to this. Amen? So, a best example of this, the best example of this is the creation, Genesis 1. Okay? In Genesis 1, he speaks first, remember? And then creation happens. That's the way God will always work. That means he never does anything before he says it first. The word first, then the action. Are you getting it? The word first, he says it, then manifestation comes. Now, so what do we learn from that? God leads by his words. God leads by his words. He will never change the way he works. That's how he works. Okay? When he wants to accomplish something on the earth, when he wants to accomplish something in your life, amen, something in your family, he will send a word. That's the first thing he does before manifestation comes. So, that means you know, when 2020, the year 2020 came, they, there were already prophetic words God has given, okay, not only to the leaders of the body of Christ, but individually to all of us. He gave promises, correct? He told us this is what 2020 is all about. Remember? Amen. And I want to tell you, no, I want to tell you, uh, <clears throat> from September 2019, God has already been sending his prophetic word for 2020 and beyond. Why did I say September 2019? Because in God's calendar, it doesn't start January 2020. When he thinks of the year 2020, he thinks of the Hebrew calendar. It started September 2020. Are you getting it? And we're about to end in God's calendar. We're about to end 2020. All right? In this September. Makaka Rosh Hashanah already. There's going to be a new year. Amen? So, since September 2019, God has been prophesying. He's been telling the church, this is what's going to happen to the church from 2020 and beyond. And you know what? The enemy heard it. I want you to get this. He heard it and he got afraid. 
He may not understand everything, but he knew something big is about to happen to the church and to this world. So what did he do? He came up with a pandemic. That's what he did. He came up with a pandemic. He came up with a worldwide storm. Amen? But I want you to say, he is just reacting to God. He's just reacting to God. God is not following him. He's following God. And God, and God is way ahead of him. God is way ahead of him. And God has already defeated him at the cross. It's high time the church is reminded that we are on the winning side. Amen? We are on the winning side. And God has a plan, not only individually for us, God has a plan for the church. And I want to say to you, because you're part of the church, we are not going back anymore to what it was before. It's going to get better. Amen. And what is of darkness before in the church will be taken out. Amen. It's not going to be the same again. Amen. There's going to be a new normal, not the new normal of the world. It's a new normal for the church. Hallelujah. Okay. So I want you, you to renew your mind to that. Okay. You've got to get on board on God's train. Don't get on board on the world's train. Satan is trying so hard to rush the worldwide empire of the Antichrist. But too bad for him. Too bad for him. Because the Bible says the Antichrist cannot appear until the church has been raptured. Okay? All right? So, that's so important to learn. God is still on the move. He wants to do something in your life. Listen hard tonight. He wants something to He wants to do something in your life. He wants to do something in your family. He wants to do something in our nation. Amen. And it's so important to be in the light. Okay? That's our focus. Let's not, not get sidetracked. Now look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. I hope this is shedding some light. Okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Okay? For the things which are seen are temporary. Hallelujah. Praise God. That means everything you're seeing right now, amen, they are subject to change. They are not permanent. We're not going to remain locked down. Do you understand? Amen. We've got to enforce that in prayer. Partners, enforce it in prayer. No? Satan cannot limit us in lockdown. Amen? So, I've got to enforce that because the Word of God says the things which are seen are temporary. They are subject to change. But the things which are not seen are eternal. So, 
That's the good news. The things which are not seen. So the eternal things of God continues forever. Amen? It does not change. Hallelujah. We have a stable, hallelujah, victorious king that we follow. Amen? He will never stumble about anything or on anything that's going to happen. We just need to stay close to him. Amen? We need to stay close to him. So, because, no, uh, <clears throat> so, because the eternal things are, it, of course, because the things of God are eternal and he continues to work every day in spite of the pandemic, God's work will never be hindered. This is the time that you should exercise the eyes of your faith. The eyes of your faith do not look to the natural. The eyes of your faith see something eternal. It sees something eternal. Amen? That's why you call it faith. We walk by faith and not by sight and not by feelings and not by rationality. Amen? So, God is still waiting right now for Christians to partner with Him. Are we going to be one of those? Are you going to be one of those? God is waiting for you to partner with Him and to partake of the prophets of the kingdom. Amen? We are all called today. God is calling us tonight to an unbroken communion with God and unbroken fellowship or partnership with God. Unbroken. You like that? That's possible. Say to yourself, I'm going to walk with God every day from now on. That's possible. Don't entertain any other thought. I'm going to walk with Him. I'm going to walk in the light. There's not going to be darkness in my life anymore. Amen? You've got to renew your mind. Believe on it. Say that over your life. Amen? Because it's the truth. God is calling us to an unbroken communion and fellowship with Him today. Because the work of God will continue regardless. Regardless. Okay? So, if we enter into that unbroken communion with God, always hearing Him, amen, spending time with God in prayer, hallelujah, spending time with, with Him, meditating on the Word. Huh? When He wants to do something in your life or in your family or in this nation or other nations of the world, you know, guess what? Because you're hearing Him, because you're obeying Him, He can use you mightily on this earth. 
he can use you right now. Okay. Look at Ephesians 1.17. Ephesians 1.17. Hallelujah. I hope this sinks into our hearts. Okay. It says here, this is the anointed prayer of Paul. And one day we will discuss this again, this anointed prayer. Part of this prayer, it says, verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. See, when you spend time in prayer and you pray this over your life, Lord, can you grant me a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you, to know you more? Guess what's going to happen? He's going to download to you in prayer revelations, wisdom, so that when you see your situations or when you see other situations or this nation, you will know what to pray. You will know what to pray. Why? Because you will have the heart of God. You'll have the heart of God. You'll have the mind of God. Then your mind will be enlightened. Then your prayers will become powerful. It will affect your surroundings. It will affect your family. It will eventually affect this nation. It will affect the nations of the world. Did you know you can fly to other nations with just your prayers? Who said we are in lockdown? Our, our weapons are spiritual. There are no limitations with spiritual weapons. Amen? There is no limitations with the word of God. There is no limitations in prayer. None. Amen? There's none. We are not in lockdown. It's just a matter, hallelujah, of entering into this unbroken communion with God and fellowship with God. That's the key today. Amen? And when you pray, when you pray according to God's will, things will change. Things will change. It's bound to change if it's the will of God. It's bound to change if it's the word of God. It's bound to change. Amen? Only the word of God has the capacity to change situations. Only the word. Amen? So when you know the word, meditate on the word, and then the Holy Spirit brings it to life to you, and you hear God in a fresh way, once you pray that out, things will begin to happen. Amen? It will eventually manifest. So like I said before, the key today in working with God is walking in the light. Okay? Walking in the light. Now, I'll just elaborate more. Now, how do we do that? Walking in the light. Look at Psalm, Psalm 27, if I'm not mistaken. 
Ayun. Yeah, Psalm 27. Okay. Verse 1 and 4. Okay. Hallelujah. I hope you're getting stirred in your spirit more than anything. Amen. Psalm 27, verse 1. It says here, this is King David again. The Lord is my light. Did you see that? God is light. And David is now saying, he is my personal light. Fantastic. God is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? So David has come to the place of unbroken communion and fellowship with him. That he can say of God, he is my light. God is forever shining on him. Hallelujah. Do you want that? You always see the brightness of God in your life. You always see the glory of God in your life. Hallelujah. And you can do that every day. Amen. You can behold the glory of God every day. And we'll show you another verse later. But it says here, he, God is his personal life. Yes, now entered into that special place in him. Hallelujah. And because of that, he is not afraid of anything. And when you have no fear in your heart, you have now closed, shut the door on the enemy. When there's no more fear, when there's no more, when there is no more worries, hallelujah, the enemy, I have, this is good news, the enemy cannot touch you anymore. Amen? In that place of light where there is no fear, only faith, hallelujah, only love is there. The enemy cannot touch you. Now look at verse 4. Look at verse 4. It says there, one thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek. Very famous verse. What did he desire? Only one thing. Hindi mahirap matandaan ang isang bagay. Amen? Praise the Lord. One thing. Say one thing. One. Okay. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek. Ito ang kailangan daw natin, hanap-hanapin araw-araw, okay? This is it. This is the secret of David. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord. Fantastic. And to inquire in His temple. It goes forth, for in the time of trouble, trouble like now, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he will hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Wow. Now, if that can happen to an Old Testament saint, guess what? Surely it can happen to a born-again New 
Testament say. Why? Because the very presence, the very power and glory of God resides in our hearts. We can behold Him every day. Did you know you will never be alone in this life? Never. Even if you're just, if, if, if you're the only one living in your house, just one, just one of you, you will never be alone. God will always be with you. His angels will always be there. Hallelujah. His word is made available. His spirit, his power is always there. We have an unfair advantage that we should take, that we should uh, use every day. The very presence of God, the very words of God. Amen? So, it's saying there, uh, David, this is the key why he became a very successful king. He just wants to see God and hear God every day. Did you get that? Yun lang yun. Yun lang yun, partners. He just wants to see God and hear God every day through prayer and through meditation of the Word. If he has that, and if you have that every day, you have everything. You have everything. Don't you forget that, okay? Intimacy with God today, at this time, intimacy with God is what is going to make you a very powerful Christian on the earth right now. Okay. Not only will his presence change you, can you hear me? Only Beth. Beth, you cannot hear us. Okay. Okay. Let's just wait for Beth. Can you hear us? Tita, join audio nyo po. Audio. Please audio. Join. Can you chat her? Can you chat her? You can chat her. Are you okay? Ayan. Okay. Connecting to audio. Good. She's okay. Praise God. Uh, you mean all the time you weren't hearing us? On, only now? Only now? Okay. Just now? Oh, wow. Anyway, this is recorded. Okay? It's recorded. Okay. Okay, that's okay. All okay. What I'm saying now, okay, intimacy with God is your secret. Just hear God every day. Just obey Him every day. Then you will know what to pray. 
then things will start to change. The first place of working together with God is in prayer. It's the first place. In fact, you cannot minister to a person until you have learned how to pray for that person. Are you getting me? Are you getting me? Because only God knows the heart of every one of us. And he is the only one who knows what's happening to a person. And if you're going to minister to a person, you've got to hear God specifically the right word at the right time for the right person. Amen? And intimacy is the key. Okay? Intimacy is the key. Never presume for one bit that what you have learned before is the answer to your situation right now. Okay? Because look at David. He said, this is what he seeks. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Always ask God. Never presume anything about him, about somebody, about situations. Amen? Amen? Always inquire of him. And what happens is when you... Walking daily with God, this kind of walk, no? When you're walking, he, every day he deposits something in you, every day, that you need to obey. But it's deposited there, okay? And it builds in you. There's a reservoir of truth and revelation inside. Now, if you are intimate with God, at the right time, when you inquire something specific to him, the Holy Spirit will now take the deposit inside your heart and will enlighten you with a specific word for that specific situation. He cannot enlighten you when there are no deposits. Amen? When you only spend time... Uh, well, uh, every other day. That's hard. Because that means, kung every other day, uh, <laughs> for example, just for example, you hear God on a Monday and you, were, and you were very diligent, you obeyed Him. Then Tuesday, you did not spend time. You did not hear anything. So that day, you're in darkness. Correct? And when you're in darkness, the next day, you're going to start all over again. And then you obey. And then you stand, you're now standing up again. Then the next day, no presence of God again. No word. Guess what? You start to again go down. You're in darkness again. You, <laughs> you cannot walk in the light with that kind of darkness. Pasingit, singit na darkness. Amen po ba? No, cannot be. It has to be unbroken communion and unbroken fellowship with God. Amen? Look at Jesus Christ. No? I always say this. He's, he's our best example. He works with God. He healed 
all who came to him, fantastic, no? But did you know, he never healed the same way? Never. How come? Never the same way. Because he always listened to instructions. He always spends time with God. He waits for the appropriate word. Then he does it. He does not even depend, amen, and remember he's a Jew. They've memorized the scripture. He could have easily, got, easily gone his own way, diba? But he never goes his own way. He never relied on his own knowledge. He always wants a fresh knowledge from God. He wants a fresh revelation from God each day. So he will know what to do. Amen? That's why he never acted the same way. Now, remember, remember uh, uh, what we taught before in uh, Mark 11? He went into the temple and he overturned the tables. But we all know the day before, he was in the temple. So the question is, why didn't he overturn the tables the day before, but he overturned it that day? Simple answer. Because he did not hear a word the day before. Then when he heard on that day, now is the time. Now is the time to overturn the tables. He did it immediately. Amen? So that's how he was intimate, and, that how, and that's how he was obedient. That's why he was always walking in the light. And we need to be reminded. Some Christians are saying, oh, but that's Jesus Christ. I think it's time. It's time when you read the Bible, do not so much identify with the sick, <laughs> with the depressed, okay? Identify with Jesus. Because that's what he said. If you believe in me, the works that I do, you will do also. Identify with him. Amen. He set aside his glory as the son of God. He walked on this earth as a son of man to show us how man should live with God. Amen. So the way he lived is the perfect example of how we should live. There is no other standard. There is no, there is no other human being as a standard. Jesus is the standard. That's why it is futile to compare ourselves with one another. It's futile because there is no other standard but Jesus Christ. We're supposed to be like him. And we're supposed to walk as he walked. Hallelujah. Sabi doon, no? walk in the light as he is in the light. Now, we're almost finished, but I want, uh, I want to see Amos 3.3. 3. Now look at Amos 3.3. 3. Amos 3.3 3 says, we're almost there. <clears throat> Can two walk together unless they are agreed? Sa mag-asawa, di ba? Can you walk with your spouse 
If you disagree, you cannot. Correct? There has to be an agreement. Now, I know this is a very famous verse, okay? I know this is a very famous verse, but I want us to connect it to partnership with God or, or uh, fellowship with God. It's all about working with Him. So, if we do not agree with this word, we cannot walk with Him. And if we cannot walk with Him, we cannot fellowship with Him. We cannot partner with Him. So, in the ministry or whatever God wants us to do, you know, whatever your calling is, because that's, that's the work God wants you to do. We don't want to do our own thing. Okay. I have to say, gone is the day, gone na. This pandemic has eradicated it from the church. God is the day of man-made ministries. Gone is the day of self-made programs. I'm going to do this because I feel like doing it. Gone are those, those days. We are in the midst of a rude awakening. Amen. We're in the midst of a rude awakening. God is waking up his church. And we cannot work with God. God cannot work with us if we do not agree with his word. As simple as that. Amen. Because you need first to agree with it, to obey it. And I suspect a lot of Christians are not obeying it because they don't agree with it. They're having a hard time believing on it. They're having a hard time. There are too many doubts. It's time to wash away the doubts. It's time to have 100% agreement with the word of God. 100%. Because Holy Spirit will only confirm with signs and wonders the word of God. It says in, it says in the gospel, Holy Spirit will only confirm with signs and wonders the word that God will speak to you. Not the word that you know. It's the word that is revealed to you and the word that you will obey. Amen? So, God has a plan. God has a plan. Get in line with the plan. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your family. God has a plan for your business. God has a plan Get in line with the plan. Don't make your own plans. Go to him in the secret place. Behold him. Behold him in all his glory. Inquire of him every day. Ask if you do not know what to do. There has to be no agenda with God. Get rid of all kinds of human agenda. Then you will hear fresh with God. Did you know 
I, I, I guess you'll notice this, no? God will do everything in his power right now just to get his children, uh, the attention of his children at this time. He'll do everything. He's catching our attention. I know that because even if I spend time in the Word, He still talks to me in my dreams. Talks to me in the Word, in the daytime, He talks to me in the nighttime. Why? Because something big is going to happen to the church and this is the time to realign ourselves to the will of God. There is no other time. This is the time given to the body of Christ worldwide. We are in a pandemic as, as a, uh, a Satan's response to God's plan for the church. So we need to be realigned to that plan. Okay? Galit na galit si Satan. Takot na takot siya. So hindi dapat tayo matakot. Kailangan natin malaman ang plano ng Diyos para sa buhay natin. Yun ang kailangan nating malaman. Amen? So we can go with God, work with God, then signs and wonders will happen, and then the world will see the church. Amen? The world is still not, now a portion of the church is being seen. But that's not what God wants. He wants the whole body of Christ. God is coming to a bride, amen, a bride that is not weak, that's not emaciated, that is not stumbling about, tossed to and fro by every doctrine. He's coming to a fully prepared bride, amen, and a fully prepared bride is enamored, uh, enamored and in love with his bridegroom. So much so that bride will not be satisfied until he hears his bridegroom every day. Amen. Until he sees his bridegroom every day. Until that bride becomes a warrior bride. Because we are in a spiritual warfare today. And intimacy is the key to success. In prayer, in our family lives, in this nation right now, for all Christians. We need to abide in the Word of God and we need to abide in prayer in order to really hear Him and obey Him. Partners, get a word every day and obey it. Don't just hear it. Do it. Don't just hear it. Do it. Be doers. Be doers. Now, I want to end here. Second Corinthians three eighteen. Want to end here. And I want it in the amplified. Okay. This is uh, the counterpart of Psalm twenty seven. Okay, in the New Testament. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, 
are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever-increasing splendor. And from one degree of glory to another, from the Lord who is the Spirit. Wow, what a mouthful full of revelations. Okay, and the Holy and it's saying here, simply it's saying here, as you spend time with God in the Word, in the Word, you will behold His glory. Can you imagine? Pinadalina niya. Every day, you can behold Jesus. And you can behold Him as you meditate in the Word, in prayer. You know what's going to happen when you do that? When your full attention is on God, when your full attention is on Him and you really separate a divine time, a very quality time with God, what's going to happen? Holy Spirit is going to begin to speak to you in a fresh way. God is going to appear to you like never before. And in His presence, you know that in His presence, you will be changed. You will be changed. It is impossible not to be changed. That's why here it says, when you behold Him, when you encounter Him for yourself, when you hear Him for yourself, then you are changed. That's how you know that you heard Him. You heard Him because something changed in you. Amen. You heard him because something changed inside of you. Your heart became full. You're in another dimension. It's like God lifted you up from this natural world. And you're face to face with God. And you're hearing him very clearly. And I want to say to you partners, God wants that every day. Every day. Amen. If you're going to partner with God, we've got to encounter Him every day. Fresh. Fresh. Amen? Don't wait for the lockdown to be taken off. Don't wait for things to get better. Things will get better when you encounter Him in His Word, in His presence, in prayer with God. That's where it all starts. That's where awakening starts. That's where revival starts. It starts with you. It starts with you and God. Amen? It can happen even in lockdown. The enemy is trying so hard for us not to come together, but there is no hindrance for us not to come together with God. Amen? Amen? I'm smiling now. I'm not angry. Okay? All right, partners. There's nothing more exciting. Nothing more exciting. So, I just want to say, I want to end here. Walking in the light so we can fellowship with God starts in your prayer time. Okay? That's where it all starts. In the presence of Almighty God. When you sit before him and he touches your life forever. 
there should be a change in you every day. Every day. Okay? That's your goal. That's your goal. Hear him, obey him, and be changed every day. Then, God will enlist you in his army today. Amen? Because God's, gonna, God's doing a new thing. It's not going to be the same again. He's going to do a new thing. And he's doing a new thing. Amen. So, I want us, no? Uh, I don't... Magna uh, 9.30 now. But I want us to end here. Make a fresh commitment to unbroken communion with God. I cannot do that for you, partners. You've got to do this for yourself. Make an make an fresh commitment to an unbroken communion with God so you can have an unbroken fellowship or partnership working together with God. Amen? And don't forget to obey Him every day.